0: Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Today, let's look at some recent developments of topics we've looked at on previous editions of the Electronic Cottage. Apple Computer's announcement that it would be scanning the photos on users' iPhones in order to help reduce child exploitation, and a very tragic but cautionary current tale of the unintended consequences of central biometric identity databases. In fact, Come to think of it, both of these topics are examples of unintended consequences. As we've discussed recently, Apple Computer made announcements on August 5th, 2021, about some new features that will be included in the next version of Apple iOS, the operating system that runs iPhones and iPads. In an attempt to help reduce the amount of child sexual abuse material, known as CSAM for short, Apple announced several new features in iOS 15, scheduled to come out in coming months. Two of the three features announced raised a firestorm of protest. The Electronic Frontier Foundation drafted a letter signed by 25,000 or so Apple customers protesting the new features. 7,000 or so of the world's top security experts signed another letter opposing the new features, and almost a 100 civil rights and civil liberties organizations, as well as a number of child protective organizations, signed still another letter to Apple. What? Why, reducing child sexual abuse material on the web is certainly a laudable goal. Shouldn't Apple be applauded for its new initiative? Some folks certainly think so, but a whole lot of others do not. Briefly, here's why in a nutshell. The very same technologies that Apple has designed to check for CSAM on a user's phone or tablet could be used to check for any other type of material on a user's phone or tablet. So, for example, in a country where homosexuality is illegal and persecuted, the tech could be used to scan for an image of, say, a pride flag. In a country where some people opposed an authoritarian government, all sorts of protest-related materials could be scanned for. Messages transmitted through Apple's Messenger application could face the same kind of inspection. Apple, which has championed its commitment to personal privacy for years, claims it would never agree to scan people's iPhones for that kind of material. Governments, though, can put a lot of pressure on companies that wish to operate within their borders, and Apple has said publicly that it conforms to the laws of the country that it operates in. Take China, for example. Try to access anything about Tiananmen Square on an iPhone in China. It's not going to happen. One thing we've learned in the past century is that if the tech exists, the tech will be used. Apple seemed to be taken by surprise by the outpouring of opposition to what the company undoubtedly saw as a noble initiative. As a result, Apple, on September 3rd, 2021, announced it will delay the rollout of this new technology and will work on it further to address user concerns. Note though, Apple did not say it would stop adding these technologies to future iPhone and iPad software updates, just that it will delay them. We'll see what happens going forward. Here at the Electronic Cottage, we are not updating any Apple equipment to the new operating system until we know for sure what that system will contain. While these Apple announcements did attract a certain amount of coverage in the mainstream press, the amount of coverage paled next to the amount of attention focused recently on the drama of the US withdrawal from Afghanistan. We leave analysis and opinions about the politics of that topic to others. But one of the things that has been prominently featured in news reports is the fact that a lot of US military equipment wound up in the hands of the Taliban after the Afghan army largely vaporized as the Taliban advanced. All manner of deadly advanced US weaponry is now in the hands of a political movement that the US originally went into Afghanistan 20 years ago to dislodge. The captured weaponry is being paraded and crowed about by the Taliban, and that doesn't leave a very good taste in most Americans' mouths. But since this is 2021, some of the most dangerous of those left behind weapons are not rifles or tanks or even aircraft. There's zeros and ones floating around in databases and computer programs. In Afghanistan, the U.S. military strove for what it called, quote, identity dominance, end quote. As law professor Margaret Hu of Penn State put it, quote, Identity dominance means being able to keep track of people the military considers a potential threat, regardless of aliases and ultimately denying organizations the ability to use anonymity to hide their activities, quote. One of the ways that the U.S. military and the then Afghan government attempted to achieve that goal was through the use of biometric data, such as facial and iris scans, as well as more traditional fingerprinting. This data was used in concert with huge central data repositories funded by the U.S. to basically identify who were the friends of the government and who were not. The Afghan Personnel and Pay System, or APPS, for example, was funded by the U.S. but run by the Afghan government. It contained over 40 items of information about each Afghan soldier and police officer including highly personal information about relatives and other social connections. It even contained what an individual's favorite fruit and vegetable was. By 2007, US forces were collecting biometric information from all sorts of people they came across using high-tech field equipment such as the biometric automated tool set, known as BAT, and handheld interagency identity detection equipment called HIDE. These portable machines were able to connect with some central databases so that soldiers in the field could supposedly tell friend from foe. There's no reason to go into great detail about the databases or equipment here, except to note that one, they're centralized and contain huge amounts of personal information about individuals. Two, They contain biometric information that cannot be changed through forged documents or disguises. And three, those databases and that equipment with all the associated biometric information are now in the hands of the Taliban. From the perspective of ex-soldiers who served in the Afghan army, or ex-Afghan police, or ex-Afghan government civil servants or officials, the most terrifying weapons that fell into the hands of the Taliban are not rifles or rockets. They are centralized and biometric databases. While the effort for, quote, identity dominance in Afghanistan undoubtedly seemed like a good idea at the time it was conceived, and the Apple scanning of images and messages on a personal iPhone to help reduce CSAM seemed noble when engineers dreamed it up, Both technology uses are very vivid examples of unintended consequences in our digital world, of not quite thinking all the way through what could go wrong, which, in both of these cases in different ways, can have life and death implications for those whose information has been captured. It's wise for technologists, and indeed for all of us, to consider not only potential intended consequences when designing or using some new tech application, but also possible unintended consequences that might cause harm, whether that tech is located on a battlefield or in our pockets or purses. And we'll do our best to try to bring some of those unintended consequences to light right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.